This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 530 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com, and joining me once again from Melbourne, Victoria, it is Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. Hey, you. How are you? Next question. No, how am I? Okay. I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> That's a good and thing. And I'm, 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 I'm still here. Excellent. On both of those. <laughs> right. Fantastic. How's yeah, your last yeah, two or three weeks been? That's been a while. <coughs> well, I've had man flu. Oh, uh, and uh, still, good. still suffering the odd uh, <laughs> from it. Right, which is which is no good. No, it's been okay. It's been uneventful, right. sort of. Yeah, I um, I've got a backyard finally got finished, being nice renovated. Nice, which is good. And they finished that off like last Friday, so like you know, five days ago or something. So it's nice to actually. So that ran over time. Uh, well, they had to custom make these screens for us, okay. and, and that took time. So they've finished everything but this one thing, and then they had to sit there and wait until these, these custom screens, which took like three weeks. Right. So, yeah. And then they Ooh. came back and spent half a day putting that together and finishing it off. So Nice. And you're happy with the result? Choice. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, they did a great job. Yeah, and they were like $30,000 cheaper than the uh, the other. We only had two people quote. Wow. Uh, and one was 60000 and the other one was half price. Wow. <laughs> Guess which one we took. Yeah. Yeah, we took the 60 because we figured it must be twice as good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no way. No way. In fact, he was even less than that. So it was – it was, and he's even going, oh, if I can save you some money here or there, I will. Yeah, right. And then he even did – he went above and beyond, did more stuff that wasn't in the original quote. Wow. Just as a, you know – Doing a good job, you know? yeah. So, you gotta, love, gotta love people like that. Yeah, that there was only one problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he liked to talk, <laughs> right? And I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how they got any work done because <laughs> he could talk. I mean, he made me, he made me feel like a wallflower. <laughs> oh, I if I didn't know every single thing about his life and his business and his kids, and <laughs> and you'd remember it because he told you the same story like five times every day, right? So yeah, yeah, you kind of yeah. At the end of end of the I think the second week, I was actually telling him his stories, <laughs> and so I think he's got. I think he might have a bit of dementia because it was like he was hearing them for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh, really? Yeah. Then my son was off kicking goals in soccer in Adelaide. Well, my son was too. Wasn't that funny? <laughs> so, a job all done. So, I took some photos. Nice. I uh, I got my drone out. I went up 30 foot up in the air, took a photo and brought it down again. Right. And have you posted that on social media? No. No. Right. I don't my, my property or my... Uh, I don't have much of any personal stuff on social media anymore. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't... I think the last thing I did was my wife's birthday. Yep. So I thought, or was it our anniversary? I know, I can't remember. But just saying, it's, it's been great being your better half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's lovely for you having me as your better half, and that went down well. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's the last thing. So I, I don't really post at all on social media. I, I've posted a little bit in the footy pages. I you have know, a couple okay. of private groups yep. there, and yeah, you know, give my yeah you know, wise and insightful views on on the world of football. 
from my vast non-knowledge, you know, of non-practical experience, but of course, like any male, I'm an expert. Yeah. But, but, but see, my, my team, a bit like your own. Yeah. Yeah, we're battling for the bottom spot at the moment by, by fractions of a percentage uh, we're, point. We're fending you off beautifully. Well, actually, <laughs> halfway through your game last week, we flipped. Yeah. At the live letter, we flipped. You went up and we went down, but then you lost by even more, so yeah. then we swapped back over again. That's right. Uh, but for a while there, it was pretty darn close to who was the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'd have to say you guys are the worst because, I mean, yeah. you've actually got good players in your team and you're still playing badly. Yeah. We yeah. had nothing but kids in our team and playing badly. So yeah. I think, you know, who would I rather be? Not you. Yeah, exactly. Plus, of course, you're, you barrack for the same team as my mother-in-law. Right. So it's kind of good. You being so bad, I get to pick on her as well. <laughs> so, you know, we're still fighting out uh, which is who was the best team of the 90s, your team or my team. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, clearly, still, I th- clearly my team because we won no, two clearly, premierships clearly, in that time. We won two premierships and you won two premierships. Oh, did North Melbourne win two in that? Yeah, decade? see, that's, oh, that's, okay. that's, that's where the... And we won a night premiership, which you didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that it counts for much, but it's still one extra win, yeah? yeah? So that's the thing. So in the same period, we both won the same amount of, you know, which is like the Super Bowl for an American listener. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's an ongoing debate about who, who, who was the better team of the 90s. <laughs> right. But, uh, I'd have to say you guys have been better teams since then, though. Yeah, we had a good run through the noughties. Yeah, we, we did. And, and, the, and the teens, but, yeah, it's all... All gone yeah, to crap all now. Fallen in a, <laughs> a massive pile of dung. Yeah. yeah. God. So, so we don't talk about football much. But um, and one other thing that sort of gave me a little bit, a little bit of pleasure uh, mm. was my um, notice. Both of my kids mm. actively taking photos without any prompting from me. Like, Sweet. You know, Gotta love that. <clears throat> Only with iPhones, but yeah. they're out there. I mean, on their own will. Like my, my daughter, my eldest, and um, my wife went away for the weekend mm-hmm. in the city, and everywhere they went, yeah, my eldest got the, the phone out and cool, working out cool angles and shooting stuff left, right, and centre, which is pretty cool. Nice. And today was parent teacher interview day for my youngest one's school. Right. And so, of course, it means no school for the kids. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable scam these teachers have. <laughs> so I did say, so we went out at the countryside today with the youngest one, and she got my phone and taking photos out all over the place. So it's just kind of, kind of cool to see. Nice. And then when I got home, my, my elders had to do a, a photo um, project for one of the classes, and she was showing me the photos, and they were really good. Nice. Not, not great, but, I mean, but they were interesting. They weren't just yeah. snaps. They, yeah, they right. had some, some thought and some angles and some, and some attitude, and she directed the – she was photographing kids, other kids in school. Yeah, right. And she was directing them as to how to pose and stuff, and, and so it was, it was awesome. pretty well done. So that, that was kind of, yeah, slightly lavender photographic related. You nice. Know? That's great. Genetic, genetic photography or something, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's about my my extent of photography for um, the last year, the last, <laughs> last month. But you you went you went on a big trip. Did you take any photos? I did, I did, and it's just occurred to me I haven't actually uh, exported any that I can flick to you right now as we're recording. Duh. Uh, other than what the- was the trip like? Though, tell us about the trip first. <laughs> it was 
Anec- what happened? Anecdote City. Honestly, oh, we, no. we could fill a two-hour podcast. Well, we've got nothing to talk about, so you might as well at least start and get a bit of it down. Give us a couple of examples. So, so it started with me flying uh, out of Sydney on the Friday afternoon. I thought you were driving. No, no driving back. Oh, okay, sorry. Yes, so yeah. flew over. Yeah. Um, we were uh, we were 50 minutes late getting out of Sydney, but we were 30 minutes late arriving into Perth. So they picked up 20 minutes while we were in the air. Tailwind. Yeah. And when we arrived, it was raining. And my auntie had said to me, when you land, send me a text. We only live 10 minutes away. We'll hop in the car and we'll come over to the airport. Oh. And by the time you, know, you got your luggage and everything, we'll be there and blah, blah, blah. So... As soon as we've hit the runway, I've turned my phone off aeroplane mode and straight away I get a text from her saying, we're in the airport. (laughs) I was thinking, okay, they obviously didn't realise that we were running late and they've just, you know, known the time that I was meant to land and they haven't heard from me so they've come early, you know. So anyway, I get off the plane, go down to the baggage collection hall and the carousel's not running. So anyway, I wandered through the luggage hall and I eventually found them. They were standing right over to one side because they didn't bring masks with them because they weren't thinking about coming into the terminal. So stand there, we're having a chat and 15 minutes has gone by and 20 minutes has gone by. Did you ask them what the hell they were doing there? (laughs) Just said it quietly, as an aside. So half an hour goes by, the carousel is still not running and I said, wouldn't you think by now they would have announced, you know, that there's some sort of hold up and, you know, this is the reason and maybe... And you've maybe, moved to another carousel. Maybe an ETA on when our baggage will be here or something, but no, nothing. 45 minutes has gone by, Jeez. carousel still not running. Probably about three, four minutes after that, the carousel starts moving. Big cheer goes up. <laughs> and, and, of course, I have my, my jacket and my camera bag, so I said, look, if you don't mind looking after these, I'll just rip over, grab my suitcase, and uh, and I'll be back in a sec. So off I go, get my suitcase, which is a typical soft canvas suitcase. Yeah. It is drenched. Oh, uh, <laughs> at the rain for... Absolutely drenched. <sighs> So I came back with my suitcase and I said, oh, well, at least we've got a complimentary luggage wash while we were waiting. (laughs) So so then we hop in the car, we leave the airport and uh, and, and my auntie's sitting in the back so that I could sit in the front because, you know, I'm taller than she is. So um, she's directing her husband and telling him, oh, don't go that way. Google Maps is telling you to go this way. So he's headed off down some other freeway and... Uh, couldn't work out, and then she's looking at her phone, she's going, oh my goodness, it's taken us here and there, and blah, blah, blah. She goes, no, nah, forget this, just get off at the next exit and do a Yui and get back on here and go back and we'll get onto the freeway that we normally go along. So we do that and end up in the mother of all Perth traffic jams, oh, and eventually got back to their place 50 minutes later. Must <laughs> be cursing you. <laughs> yeah, so... So um, and then we then we went out for dinner, which they insisted on driving to. It was a restaurant around the corner that you literally could have walked across the street. <laughs> it was two hundred meters away. <laughs> oh no! Uh, so yeah, and then um, 
their son Mark, my cousin, he had said to me, you know, that he would come out to Bruce Rock for the funeral, obviously, you know, drive his car out there, and then I could, you know, pick up my dad's car and, you know, on the Monday morning, he'd go yeah. back to Perth and I'd head east. So, uh, yeah, so we we did that. We drove out on the on the Saturday and honestly, the the number of things that were just spanners in the works between then and the funeral on Sunday afternoon was just incredible. They made up some bookmarks that are yeah. sort of like a memorial bookmark yeah, kind of like thing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, so she gave me those and the plaque to go on the niche wall because we'd had Dad cremated Yeah, uh, in, a, in a paper bag and you know, and of course, we we were still in Mark's car, and so uh, when we left there, we you know put put the the bag in the car, and we've gone back to the unit that we were staying at, and we're sitting there getting we're just you know shooting the breeze before we we headed off for bed, and the ashes came in a hard plastic container, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a about the height of a two-liter milk carton, but yeah, but maybe not quite as deep. Um, yeah, the, not not as full of milk. Yeah, yeah, exactly that too. And Mark says to me, "It will fit in the hole in the wall, won't it?" Oh no! <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, there's only three crematoriums in Western Australia, and they're all run by the state government, and this is the local council, which is essentially local government." That's made the standardised container. <laughs> yeah, you would think that they would know what each other. Yeah, you're right. We should really check that out. <laughs> so, so, so Sunday morning we wake up, we go and grab some brekkie in town, and then we drive out to the cemetery, which thankfully is only you know three four minutes out of town. Yes, that's a and big we, place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What was, what was traffic like? <laughs> pretty non-existent yeah. so we get out there i grabbed the the uh the canister out of it came in like a little you know your canvas shopping bags yeah it's like one of those but it was cust- custom made for the size of the canister oh yeah, yeah so yeah. I lifted the canister out sli- slide it into the hole it fits into the hole but you push it all the way back and there's an inch and a half of the canister sticking out from the front front of the wall <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be kidding. (laughs) So this is 9.30, so we've got five hours until the ceremony to find... To lose some weight. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) To find an alternate canister. So we jump back in the car. And, of course, by this stage, I've picked up Dad's car, so we're just going everywhere in Dad's car. So we drive back to my auntie's place, and, uh, and I said to her husband, um, you're not going to believe this. The canister doesn't fit in the wall. It, fit, it fits in the hole, but it sticks out. We need to find a smaller container. So he's like, oh, okay. He said, well, I'll, um, I'll have a hunt around, see what I can find. I said, all right, while you're doing that, we're going to go up to the shed where he had dumped all of my dad's stuff when they cleared out dad's apartment. Because this shed... Uh, which is at my other uncle's house, 
is essentially a living museum. There is stuff from uh, my dad's dad, stuff from my nan. Um, now, so it'd be a dead museum, then. Yeah, pretty much. Now there's dad's stuff in there, and, yeah, there's just all this crap in there. So, anyway, so we've headed up there, walked in, and literally within 15 seconds I see this glass jar that's round but tall, but not as tall as the... <laughs> but, but one and a half inches or so shorter than... Yeah, and I said to Mark, I said, mate, look at that. I said, I reckon that's almost perfect. I said, grab the ashes. So he grabs the ashes container and we compared the bases of the two. I was like, man, that's going to fit. And sure enough, it's an inch and a half shorter than the, the canister that the ashes are in. So... Then it was a case of, okay, is there a lid for it? So I look around and oh. there's some shelves and sitting on one of these shelves was just this screw cap. And I said, man, that looks like it might be the, the lid that goes with this jar. Pick it up. Sure enough, screws on. It's like, wow, how easy was that? Because I was thinking oh. this, is, this is just <laughs> too gonna, easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we jumped back in the car and I said, Okay, before before we get too excited, let's just take a run out to the cemetery and make sure that this fits in the wall. So yeah. out we go to the cemetery. Sure enough, fits in the wall, doesn't stick out. Hop back in the car, back round to my auntie's place. I said, just need to clean up this jar. And the lid that we'd found was all rusty. And I and I said to my uncle, I said, have you got an angle grinder that we can maybe just you know brush it? clean and he said better than that he said i've got a can of spray paint that dries in five minutes it's like sweet so he and mark went out to spray paint this lid while i'm washing out the jar and uh and then mark comes back to me and he says mate just out of respect he said i don't think we should transfer the ashes here we should probably go back to the unit and do it i said yep good call so we jump back (laughs) jump back in the fair lane drive back around to the unit and we've got a funnel oh, <laughs> to transfer. <laughs> and I said to Mark, I said, we've got to find somewhere out of the wind, you know, because there's, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a wind yeah. blowing, right? So there we are, crouched down behind, actually in between the two cars with uh, this glass jar on the ground, the funnel in the top, and <laughs> Mark's pouring oh. the ashes in. <laughs> and... About 95% of the ashes fitted into the jar. Oh, no. It's the extra inch and a half. So I just said, you know what? I don't care. We're just leaving the pipe. So his hair's hair's not going in. I said, as far as I'm concerned, the bit that didn't fit was the coffin. So, so, So we've screwed the lid on. And we've put this the glass jar back into the canvas bag that the ashes had originally come in. Yeah. And I said, do you think people might be a bit perturbed at seeing the ashes in the glass jar? And he said, well, look, just keep it in the canvas bag right until the moment when you're going to stick it in the wall. And that's, yeah, exactly. Just ninja move straight in there and we're good to go. And I said, okay, that sounds good. So... <laughs> So, so at this point we're thinking we're home and hosed. Painful <laughs> <laughs> so, last words. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At this point, it would have been about oh, I'm thinking quarter past one, one thirty. So we're about an hour away from the from the ceremony. 
Oh, that's right. We'd, we'd ordered, on, on our way back from my auntie's back to the unit to, to transfer the, uh, the ashes, we dropped into the roadhouse and we ordered a couple of toasted sandwiches f- for lunch uh, with the understanding that Mark would, after we'd done the ashes, Mark was going to go and have his shower. I'd go back to the roadhouse, pick up the sandwiches, bring them back to the unit. He'd have his, I'd jump in the shower, blah, blah, blah. So I've gone back, picked up the sandwiches, come back, and I've jumped in, had my shower, jumped out to get dressed, you know, into a suit, and suddenly realise I haven't ironed my shirt. And, of course, the unit has got no iron in it. So so it's pull on a T-shirt, jump back in the car, drive back round to my auntie's place, I need to use your iron. So iron my shirt, get dressed, hop in the car... Oh, I said to my auntie and uncle, we'll see you out there at the cemetery. So, oh, and my uncle had said to me, oh, can you take this little garden table? The the minister asked us to provide a small table. I said, oh, okay, no problem. And uh, as we're driving out there, I said to Mark, I said, look, I've got my phone, which has got the music for <coughs> the funeral, and I've got a Bluetooth speaker. Are you happy to just play the music when I give you the nod? And he went, yeah, Absolutely. I went, sweet. So we drive out to the cemetery. This is about 10 to 2. No, it must have been, late. It must have been about 2 o'clock. We're about half an hour away. And uh, we get out there, hop out of the car, pull my suit jacket on, grab the table and the speaker and the phone, and we walk over to where the, the minister's there and there's half of the guests are already there. And I said to the minister, where did you want the table? And she said, oh, wherever you, wherever you want it. And I said, well, what's it for? And she said, oh, you know, to put the ashes on and the plaque. And I've looked at Mark and gone, where's the plaque? <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, you wait here. I'll rip back to the unit. It must be at the unit. Off I go. <laughs> So I jump in the car, absolutely fang it back into town, get to the unit, open up the unit. There is no sign of the plaque anywhere. I'm like, what the hell? Because the bookmarks are with it as well. I'm looking all through the unit, cannot find like, ah! By this stage, it's about 20 past two. I'm thinking, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I've gone and jumped back in the car, driven back out to the cemetery, Mark comes up to me, he goes, you didn't find it, did you? I went, no. He goes, you know where it is? I went, no. He goes, it's still in my car. Oh, jeez. Oh, I said, well, look, here, take the keys to the fair lane. You go. I'll get things going here and just, you know, tell everyone that we're only a couple of minutes away. So he hops in the, the car and drives off. And just as he's driving off, I realise I've got the key to the unit in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so off he goes. I'm I'm standing there talking to, you know, various guests and whatnot. Anyway, yeah, seven or eight minutes later, Mark arrives back and he's carrying the bag. And I said, oh, thank God. I said, you had your car keys on you, did you? And he goes, no, I didn't. He said, I had to go to the caretaker's hut next door. And thankfully he was home and I was able to get him to open up the unit so I could get the car key so I could open the car to get. (laughs) Oh, my my God. God. (laughs) So it was just just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, um yeah, after that, it all went off without a hitch. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my lord. And I got home and I told Kath the story and she goes, you know your problem, don't you? And I went, what's that? She goes, you didn't have a woman there. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, so that was that was a very eventful day. Um, oh, yeah. God. yeah. The thing is, so much stuff was going on. You didn't have time to reflect and worry. You know, no. You had <laughs> shit just had to get done. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, God. So, and, and the thing is, you know, Mark and I were joking about it, you know, that night, and, and he said, mate, you will never forget this weekend, you know. <laughs> it's like absolutely not, you know. We had so many laughs about man. it, as stressful as it was at the time, you know. <coughs> oh, man. So, wow. yeah, so come the, the Monday morning, I um I went back out to the cemetery because the niche wall faces east. Uh, so I got some nice, you know, early morning sun um, landing on the, the niche wall. Uh, got a couple of pics of Dad's, you know, spot in the wall with his plaque yeah. there and some flowers beside it. Uh, and then, yeah, Mark and I went and had brekkie in town and then he hit the road back to Perth and... I hit the road home. And therein begins the next epic story, which we might just save for the next episode. Oh, God. <laughs> it just it was crazy. It really was. So, And by next episode, have some photos done. I will, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I have put one photo up as a, as a cover photo on my Facebook that page. That's you, you leaning against the fair lane. That's it. Uh, just the nice scenery. Having just entered New South Wales, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's got this lovely scenery, people. You know, those sunsets, <laughs> lo- lovely golden light, and blocking the whole thing with his car and his body. Yeah, I loved your wife's comment. <laughs> says, says the man who won't take a landscape photo unless there's a person in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I was going to come back with. It depends on the person. You want, you want someone good, and yeah. all we have was you. you know? Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, she's a smart ass. My, my trouble and strife is the reason I love her. She's great. Never, never backwards and coming forwards with a little slam. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Keep me in my place. That's it. Since 2005, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love. But beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. I've got one thing I want to say just before, because it's kind of, it's kind of on point with what you've just, we've just been talking about. Yeah. Is uh, that's, that my mate Seng from Perth, yeah. Western Australia, who runs tours, had the thing happen that I've always dreaded on tour recently. Oh, okay. Um, and one of his clients died on tour. Oh. Yeah, and oh. It's, it's something I've, you know, because often the people going on photo tours, though, they're Quite older. Old. Yeah, and yeah. you're not always in the peakest of physical conditions yeah and yeah devastatingly lost a client (gasps) and and it was more than just a client because it's such a small photo community and this guy was so unknown to everybody and yeah always the life of the party and helping everybody out and stuff and um yeah so he's having a real tough time sort of coming to he's got he's got another tour backed up so he has to go back out on tour again but he's still having a, a tough time sort of you know uh, come into grips with that, as you can imagine. So the poor bugger. So yeah, just send right. out a little, a little, little bit of love to sing. And uh, and uh, is it? Uh, is it happened on one of my India tours where a guy 
uh, he was sharing a room with another guy, and uh, he, he the, the guy he was sharing with comes says, "Look, I think we've got a problem. He's chest pains, and he's looking pretty pale and not looking good, having had walked up four flights of stairs to get to his room because it was an old yep. continent, uh, old uh, English um, heritage hotel yep. with no no uh, no escalators." Fortunately, he pulled through. Well, sort of fortunately, he wasn't a very nice guy, so it not too much of a loss. But, uh, yeah, so that's always been my fear of what happens yeah. if something happens. And um, So for Seng, where did this happen? Was it in Australia? It sounded like it happened on a boat off Christmas Island, going from one island to another island. Wow. So he hasn't he hasn't really been wanting to talk about it in much detail, as you could probably yeah, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. So I sort of, sort of left, yeah, tried to you know, read between the lines sort of thing. But, um, yeah, what a, what a terrible thing to, yeah, that's, to happen. Yeah, that's rough. That's very oh, terrible. But but also on saying he posted he posted something uh, on the eighth of June uh, on his page uh, about this this woman's complaining about a photographer. So this is actually photography related for the okay. first time tonight. And uh, and saying so that they contracted this this woman uh, photography to do three photo shoots for them: family photos, engagement photos, and their wedding photos. The family photos and engagement photos were done during the one shoot. And it's a month a month before the wedding. Right. Okay. I don't know why why an engagement photo is a month before you. Anyway, maybe it's alarm bell should have got off there and then. Anyway, uh, we waited to do our. Oh, oh sorry, we waited to do our uh, family engagement photos until my fiance returned from military training. Right. Uh, we did our family uh, engagement at this particular location called Silver Springs for the scenery, which is why we picked beautiful places to take photos. And the shoot went really well. Uh, they work well with us and our son, who's seven, and they're just getting married now. Anyway, once done with the shoot, we waited for six days for the final photos, which to me doesn't sound very long. No. But apparently in their contract, uh, it was supposed to be provided within 72 hours. Oh, okay. Which I think you should not have that in your contract. Uh, but because of the great experience we had during the shoot, we let the delay of photos go by. But, there's always a but, Bruce. Mm. After reviewing the photographs, we were not happy with the amount of distortion in the background or foreground. <laughs> now, for for those <laughs> less photography photo- photographically uh, knowledgeable, <laughs> what we mean when we say distortion is a technical term. Uh, I think the Japanese call it bokeh. Yes. Or blurry out of focus. Lots of distortion in the background. We sent a message on the same day asking, can you reduce the amount of distortion in the background so we can see and appreciate the scenery? We're told the distortion of the photos was from the lenses that were used during the shoot and could not be reduced or changed. This was off-putting for us because every photographer that we've used in the past could adjust the amount of distortion in the background or foreground. (laughs) Interesting. This also defeated the purpose of picking a beautiful place to do the pictures, which I have to agree with them. Happens all the bloody time. With the wedding in mind, we did not want all of our photos distorted so badly that we couldn't see the scenery or the people in the wedding. And while the wedding couple is the focus of the wedding, it was far more important for us to see our guests' reaction and appreciate the natural beauty of the venue. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, so during the phone conversation with the team, we again explained that all we were looking for was less, if any, distortion in the background or foreground during the wedding. And during the phone conversation, we asked for samples, which they agreed to. And after two more days and, uh, and eight days until the wedding, no communication as to when we received said samples of non-blurry background. They said, look, we're really busy. It might take a couple more days. I said, well, don't worry, we're going to cancel the whole thing uh, and demanded a refund. Of everything, <laughs> we we should but we should we should mention they say that 
every photo that we'd seen of theirs in their in their display albums had the same distortion in them. Right. So, so the you book, knew the, what with, you were getting. With said distortion. <laughs> and and then the internet's gone just feral at these these poor people. These people. I mean, they've got they've got a couple of good points. I mean, they were saying stuff like, you know, we asked them to take out the photos that they had taken off social media and they hadn't done it. There were promised timeframes that weren't delivered. There were there's a few things that the photographer's not doing right as far as yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter how busy you are if you make promises, you got to absolutely make it happen. Yeah. You know? But yeah, you know, as soon as we uh, as soon as we started talking about changing the style of photography, the the photographer turned into a completely different person. <gasps> My goodness, yeah. So it was, it was just kind of funny that, yeah, it astounds me that people will see examples of someone's work, go, oh, I love that, that's what we want, and then they're given it. Yeah. And they go, no, that's not what we want. Yeah. We want, we want what you've done, but we want it like we want it, not like you said you'd yeah. do it <laughs> and did do it. Yeah. Uh, wow. So that was one thing. That's one thing I came across yeah. uh, in the photography group. Yeah, it was seeing person, and then I came across this other quick post about this charity event, weekend charity event on an eighteen million dollar yacht Ooh. that was in the Gold Coast Photographers and Models page. Okay. I've gone. Oh, well, hey, why are they hiring an eighteen million dollar yacht if it's for a charity? So I decided to look into it, and I could find nothing to do anywhere about. Uh, about any, where the charity part was or where the money for it, it was $3,000 for a two-day event on this $18 million yacht. Wow. And they had all these, they had all these uh, inspirational speakers for the New World Order, the future <laughs> New World Order people. I don't think it was actually the, I don't think the New World Order because that's a bit Hitlerian. But, um, but some of the speakers, this is a good one. This woman is an evangelist of positivity. <laughs> so she's speaking. There's someone from In Truth Technologies. It's a little concerning. Okay. There's a transformational coach. Right. Marvelous. There's a multipreneur. <laughs> I know. Multipreneur. There's a quantum healer. <laughs> which I think is a bit like a red healer, but <laughs> different. And here's my favorite a deep belief hacker. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, and the the CEO, uh, so co-founder of Australian Utilities Company, which doesn't sound. I think they're at the wrong place. Right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but oh my goodness, that's a new world leadership. That's who they are. The, the new world leadership. Right. Which I thought that that was that was just, just some of these just some of these titles. titles? Yeah. yeah, self 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 <laughs> derived you know it's the, no one's, uh, oh, sorry, the new world leaders there we are mm. as a new world leader we act in alignment with our truth inspire people to do the same and find solutions that benefit the greater good in line with our uh, our own as individuals but what i love is that it said yeah we we believe that everyone's already got the answers and we just help them come out well i'll sleep for three thousand bucks i want a lot the answers <laughs> i wonder the answers is what's the numbers of next week's lotto yeah yeah, you know, I don't need I don't need all eight, just six or seven. <laughs> yeah, I'm not asking for miracles. Uh, so that that was something that amused me today. Anyway, so nothing photographic related as far as that's concerned. Oh no, part of all the stuff that's happening on that two day, there is photography opportunities. So there you are. It is photography related, right? Okay. I'm not sure what the photography opportunities <laughs> were, but there were they. Right. Uh, Excellent. Anyway. That's my, right. me picking on people for making myself feel better about, <laughs> yeah, I'm not them. 
Uh, yeah. well, the only all, all I had from Paul Sutton was uh, some links to three sets of Pulitzer winners. Oh. Um, I sent the links to you on the you did. Skype chat. Pulitzer. Uh, so the first lot is from Marcus Yam from the Los Angeles Times. I don't know. Documentary photography just doesn't grab me. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I, I understand the need yes. to tell a story. Yes, absolutely. That's fine. And I, I guess there's some drama in quite a bunch of these shots, yeah, which is which is pretty good, you know. Uh, but as you say... There's nothing it, really compelling about them to me. To well, me. I, I, the problem is, I, I think half the problem is we see so much imagery these days. Yeah, well, that's that probably... For something to stand out. And, and all, a lot of this stuff we've seen on the news anyway. So you've seen... Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's, you know, once upon a time, it used to be if you saw, let's say, uh, photos from a war zone, that was the only images you ever saw from it. Yeah, yeah. Now this is, this this works all on the, the US you know, the the US Capitol insurrection. You know, yeah, that's uh, the or, second or as, one. Yeah, as a, oh, was the second one. I've got that. As, as a Mr. D. Trump said the other day, um, it was a protest that got a little out of hand. <laughs> Uh, he also went on to say, but did you see the? Well, what really annoyed him about that particular event, apparently, this is out of his words, right. was they don't show the crowds. They don't show how many people I was talking to. I think it was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken to. <laughs> the, right. It was a protest that got a bit out of hand, but what really annoys me is they didn't show the crowds. I think it was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken to. What a wow. bloody... Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've, well, I've only got the second one coming up, so I'm not sure where the first one is. Uh, oh, so you didn't get Marcus Yam, the Los Angeles Times? I, I think I just clicked the right, uh, because they're all linked, all joined together. I think I just oh, clicked okay. the wrong. Right. The, um, yeah, so the se- the second batch was the January 6th riot, and then the... Uh, and the first one's, uh, where's uh, Afghanistan? Yeah, I mean, it, it, these are important photos. You've got to document this stuff. Yeah. But who's a bit? It, it doesn't. It doesn't alter the average person. I don't think. No. Yeah, I mean, it, these could be used to, for yeah talks to the UN or talks to charity organisations to try and help fundraise to to to, to get relief into some yeah all that kind of stuff. But I think we see so much of this type of imagery these days that we kind of just see it and we don't necessarily react to it you know yeah. what I mean yeah. would that be would that be a fair statement do you think there has to be something there has to be something now if, if you most people would remember I think um, from a couple of years ago the image of the small drowned child on the shores of wherever it was there was a, a, a boat of refugees that had collapsed and this kid had drowned and was just just being washed around in the surf oh no yeah, I, I, that, I don't think I ever saw that, that image there yeah, you're, you're glad you didn't because you'll never not see it once you've seen it. Yeah, right. But that that that, that sent shockwaves around the world because it was so bleak, confronting. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't. But it wasn't like when you see yeah a street with twenty dead bodies in it. Yeah, which we see all the time in photos. Yeah, I think and I think they're very active of being washed back and forward in the waves. Yeah, like like just like used so garbage. careless. Yeah, and I think it had a, 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 a big impact. So, 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 so there'll be images that really have impact, but there'll be so many, you know, that don't because we've seen it, 
you know, man's in humanity to man. How many times? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh. And then and then man's stupidity to man, which is what the January 6th stuff is. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, th- that people who don't want to be sheep are being sheep. Everyone's everyone's a sheep except Rose, except well, the sheep. <laughs> and what's the last one? What's the last guy? So the last, the last batch is all about the effects of COVID in India. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's... Um, so again, the, the, I mean, yes, it's it's storytelling, but I don't know that they're they're just not images that have an impact on me. And and I guess as you say, well, I mean, we see so much of it, and we're bombarded with it all the time. That yeah. Maybe that's you know, we're maybe I'm just jaded. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I saw someone post today on Facebook uh, about a, a car crash that happened in uh, in uh, Australia. Uh, where a 13 and a 40 year old kids uh, had stolen the car and whilst being idiots had rolled it and one of them had died. And mm-hmm. the guy said, well, you do stupid shit, shit happens to you. Bad luck, who cares? And, and, and cold and heart, and that was going, oh my God, that's, that's, that's not stuff people seem to say anymore. Mm. But then 50 people came on and agreed with him. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. wow, that's, that's, that's yeah. And I think we can all agree that, yeah, you do stupid shit. You know, sometimes consequences happen. Yes. But you're not going to necessarily wish that on anybody for something because we've all done stupid shit in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our kids have done stupid stuff and our parents, and, yeah, you wouldn't wish that sort of stuff on anyone. But the world is becoming so, I don't know, jaded. But it's also polar opposites. It's like, Callous on one hand and over the top, too, too much caring on the other hand. You right. Know? And I said, I saw a thing today. What was it? Um, it's you, you. You've you've raised that point before with regards media creation that everything's oh, getting shorter or longer, and there's nothing in the middle. And it's yeah, yeah it's it's the middle ground of of any of everything to have gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw a, 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 one of these um, posts of um, what do they call them. Yeah, there's inspirational posts that people, you know... Like a that, meme? Yeah, but it's just like a, you know, writing. Yeah. And it, try, once again, always, it's always trying to be inspiration. And, and you see Facebook is so full of that sort of stuff. Yeah. And this one I saw today, and I've read it. The worst pain is looking at yourself in the mirror with tears in your eyes and thinking, you're failed at everything. <laughs> And I said, yeah, you've even failed at writing that down. Yep. <laughs> you know? Was it the teary eyes that means you hit R rather than V? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this thing, the person who's posting on didn't even type that. That's actually a proper meme that just pasted. And it's wrong. It's like, oh, God. It's like... They, they, they were tears yeah. of irony. The the, the the worst pain for someone who suffers from looking at bad writing is seeing the bad spelling. It's yeah. like, oh my lord! It does my head in. You know, I look, I look at uh, it's like I, I showed my my youngest tonight. Someone had posted on one of the gold uh, prospecting pages I'm on. Thanks for accepting me. The group accepting. <laughs> I said to my eleven, I said. What's wrong with that? She goes, oh, they spelled it wrong. I said, yeah, you get it. You're 11. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, should be accepting. I said, yeah, I know. That's just, these are grown, grown people. And you see that, it does my head. And then people go, oh, but I've got learning and, 
yeah, you don't know everyone's story, and I, I know, but that yeah. I, I, you don't know my story. It pains and hurts me to see that stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm allowed to feel that. If you're allowed to say, well, I'm allowed to make bad spelling errors because I have an issue with stuff, yeah. well, then I'm allowed to feel bad and, and horrible and, and angry about it because I've got an issue with seeing it. Yes. You know, it's a, it's a different type of obsessive disability thing. <laughs> Uh, anyway. uh, dear. What a crazy episode this is! Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, did we mention? Just put those links for those those um, those because um, Paul's done all the hard work for us. He yeah. put for links. I did spend a lot of time. I've got to say, yeah. looking through um, the photo news this afternoon. Oh, okay. With with plan to right talk about anything that I thought was interesting, and you didn't find anything. No, I've, I've just haven't talked about it because there was nothing there. Yeah, there was not new cameras from Canon. There was new lenses. There was new rumors, and, and oh, there's new flash trigger that this one works on a Leica. Hey, someone sold yeah. the most expensive Leica. Hey, yeah. fifteen million dollars. Yay! Yeah, it all gets a bit the same after a Who while, cares? doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I hope you I hope you talk with Joe was a bit more positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I hope it was too. I can't remember that far back. Maybe we should do every second one. Joe comes on and, and, and you know, lifts everyone back up, and I can make them slam it all back down again. Yeah. We can do that. Something along those lines. Oh well, that's our crappy episode for the for the week, isn't it? That's, that's it. Uh, that's it. That's that's done and dusted and yeah. complete nuts of garbage. Yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, it's not going to go down. Directly. We're not going to win a Pulitzer. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> or even a Nobel. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I've got to charge my ring doorbell. Thanks for reminding me. Okay. Battery's, battery's flat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so at the moment, I've got Nobel. So yeah. You've got to knock. <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, uh, man, will you have a good couple of weeks? Do I'll do my bestest. I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the hospital to tell me I've got to go in for my... Uh, a little bit of surgery, right? And uh, I'm in a ninety day window. That's now about I'm about fifteen odd days into a ninety day window. Right. Where they'll call me up. So, uh, so sometime in the next two months. Yeah, and yeah, well, that's what, I think with COVID, they're like ten thousand things behind. So, yeah, right. Yeah, crazy, crazy time. So mm. uh, we'll see. So, all right, mate. We'll look after yourself. I'll do my best. Yeah. Mm. If you don't hear from me. Oh, I should I should have a pithy final word on every episode just in case, <laughs> you know. So, so a, a, a a girl I used to go out with. In fact, she was my married her, ex ex wife. Right. Her grandmother was going out with a guy. So you now he was not young. She wasn't young. Yeah. And they were down the lawn bowls one day yeah. competition, yeah. and he's laid down this bowl that apparently was a rip snorter. You know? right. Everyone's just oh, everyone's. You know, 60, 70 people, oh, mate, Basil, fabulous job. And he's given a bit of a bow and he's gone, he's come up for his next one and everyone's watching. He goes, if you thought the last one was good, watch this. He's turned around, laid his bowl down and just kept on going, face planted the ground dead. Oh, wow. His last words were, if you think that was good, watch this. And everyone was watching. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's not bad, is it? That's the way you know? to go. Especially unplanned, unscripted. It's yeah. not, you know. <laughs> Yeah, your centre of attention. You've you just laid down the bowl that's probably going to be hard to beat anyway. Yeah. You know, and bang, yeah, and a great fight. I mean, I'd have that. I'd have that engraved on my uh, my niche wall plaque. 
Yes. Stop quite the same, Billy, when you say it like that. It's like my niche wall plaque. And, or, or you could be like Spike Milligan, whose tombstone says, I told you I was sick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll finish off with, hey, everyone, I've got some big news, huge news, biggest news ever. Going to tell you next episode. <laughs> awesome. There you go. And I'll keep putting it off. <laughs> Hopefully for another 530-odd episodes. But it was like, yeah. All right, dude. All right, lovely, 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 lovely night and rest of your week. Thank you. You too. And we'll talk we'll to talk you in a couple, you couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. See ya. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com. Thank <laughs> you.